Hello and welcome to the Dreams of Soars podcast. Meditations and rituals on living an intuitive, creative life. Art is healing and a haven for the soul. In this podcast, I hope you get to rest and come home to yourself your intuition, and your creative spirit. In here, we explore intuitive art, creativity, and grounded spirituality. With soothing music and sound medicine to help you access your inner being within. I'm your host, Megan, an intuitive painter, creative director, and mystic working with art, creativity, and trauma-informed somatic modalities. So let's dive into today's episode. How do we heal our wounds or fears of being seen for our full, unique, big energy, especially as manifesting generators? What if you can easily share your unique big light and expression, and that's how you magnetize people to your intuitive creations and offerings? When it comes to sharing our creations or intuitive gifts out into the world, there seems to be an overwhelming amount of advice out there, especially in the traditional business world when it comes to marketing effectively. Traditional marketing advice out there feels icky and inauthentic, grabby, frenetic, and unsustainable. Even if you find good marketing advice, sometimes there's no guarantee it will work. We're told to be consistent, to be on all the social media platforms, to follow the latest social media trends, to keep up with an ever-changing algorithm or marketing rules. Couple this with being an intuitive creator, a soul-led entrepreneur, and you have the added dimension of being non-linear, unpredictable, uncontrollable, and spiritual when it comes to your creations and offerings. Traditional marketing fails to fit our way of working even more. But what if we live our design, embody our unique light and energy, and that's our easiest, most effective way to market our creations and offerings? And what if you're a fellow manifesting generator who struggle to embody your big magnetic energy? How do we begin to heal the wounds of feeling seen in our full unique energy so we can call in the right people for our creations and offerings? Can marketing be easeful, fun, delicious, and uniquely yours? I can't wait to delve into this topic with you with Isla Verhaya of The Circle of Light. Isla is a human design and marketing specialist who embodies her unique many-gen energetics so palpably through her intuitive offerings around embodied expression, aka marketing, and human design. I was drawn to her unique way of teaching about marketing. It's so unconventional goes against the grain of traditional marketing, and yet is palpably delicious, 
expansive, light-filled, fun, and feels so easeful. She supports through her bite-sized yet impactful courses on finding your own flavor of marketing by getting to know your own unique core energy, as well as through her one-on-one offerings, quizzes, courses, and free content on marketing and human design, and through her creative expression and messages on social media. You can find Isla through her website, thecircleoflight.nl, or her socials on the podcast show notes below. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Dreams of Source podcast, Isla. It's also a luxury to be introduced like that. It's not something I really enjoy doing myself. So thank you for that. How it is different from conventional marketing, I would say almost in every single way. That's why I don't necessarily resonate with the word marketing. I use it because people understand what I'm talking about. They understand for what kind of questions they can knock on my door. But rather than the word marketing, which is quite goal-oriented, which is quite focused on getting a certain result. I prefer just a word communication or being, both of them, to make it much more simple rather than this whole strategic endeavor to get somewhere, to get this much followers, to get this many new clients. The thing is, at first glance, those goals or results sound very alluring. And that's, I would say, the whole foundation of our current biggest part of our marketing world, what we see on Instagram, what we see online. These alluring promises of what you can get with a certain kind of marketing. For me, the big problem is that this focus on results and goals very easily eats away your integrity, very easily takes you out of connection with yourself and through that out of connection with your beautiful audience, your beautiful clients. And a focus on just being who you are, anchoring within yourself and simply communicating. I mean, that is how marketing started in in the early ages. It's simply like, wow, I created something that's either incredibly beautiful or incredibly functional or helpful. It has this value. And of course, I'm going to communicate about it with other people. I mean, it makes so much sense, but with something that carries a deep beauty, a product or a service or a deep value, there's no need to use all kinds of tricks. There's no need to become a slightly different version of yourself 
to to offer it to other people. Communicating about it is enough in the way that fits for you. Your product or service, if it comes from an aligned place in itself already carries a beautiful energy. When I work with people around their marketing, my main work is detoxing from all those insidious ideas of the things you need to do, you should do, you have to do, that take you away from your core essence and your core enthusiasm, your core reason of like why you started doing all of this. And I support people coming back to the, the simple. And from that place, marketing or just communicating can become something that's just really joyful and easy. Like, hello, here I am, and this is what I've got. Without tricks or ornaments or manipulation or any of those kind, those kind of things. One of the biggest, and this goes for every type in human design, is listening to my body rather than any external authority, basically making my body my marketing director in my business. On paper, this can all sound nice, but in reality, it can be excruciating and so radical, so challenging. In the first few years of my experiment, my human design experiment, I would say I was only able to do this to a certain extent because it's so radical. And I wasn't aware of that even. I would still mostly act based on my body. But for example, if I hadn't posted something for a while, I had been silent for a while, you know, there would be a, a slight nudge from my mind of like, hmm, maybe it's a good time to, to show your face again, to say hello again. These kind of things can be so subtle because I would do that and it wouldn't feel horrible. It wouldn't go completely against my system, but at the same time, I was still acting from a mental place. It's only recently that I'm even dropping those subtle nudges from the mind and really waiting, really not doing anything, not posting, no stories, not working on my website, not working on any offering until there's an undeniable clear movement or response from my body that starts doing that. And that is really, really radical. It's so freeing. Other things I'm doing differently are being very slow, very slow. For example, right now I have two posts ready. I wrote them maybe a month ago and now they're just simmering. I didn't have a pool to post them after creating them in Canva, so they're just sitting there and either there will come a moment for me to post them or, or not, and, and both options are okay. When people reach out to me, they wanna work with me, I don't 
jump on it. I used to, several years ago, I used to be so afraid to lose that opportunity and I'm, I'm really sitting with it, really feeling into what they bring to me, the questions they have, if that really aligns with me and resonates with me. I meant, might send them a very short message like that I will be sitting with it uh, so that they know where I'm coming from, but that's it. Oh, this feels so much more relaxing than feeling that pressure of like, I need to answer right now. I'm trying to make as little promises as I can and I've, you know, I've bumped my nose with that one so many times of wanting to promise something so that I can show what a great, valuable business person I am. To offer something, to give an extra, to give a bonus, to give more, it was always pushing myself rather than just going with what's there. And that's an ongoing, ongoing learning. I'm inconsistent as heck. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in no way consistent. The only way I would say I'm consistent is energetically. The way I'm consistent is I'm choosing to come from a place of alignment. I'm choosing to do things in my own way, to listen to myself, to follow my strategy and authority. That's my consistency. But the way that shows up in the external way is wildly inconsistent and I'm starting to enjoy it more and more. Awareness is a very big one when I'm creating something after I've had a big response and after I've sat with it, with my emotional authority, really felt it through and it's still a yes. I will be constantly observing my energy and especially observing when do I see my energy draining or going down. And that is the point that rather than push myself mentally of like, hey, let's go on and you made this plan and now stick with it. I'm going for the opposite approach of being ready to drop the whole project, not literally drop it in the sense of like, I'm going to, I'm gonna not do this anymore, but energetically drop it any moment. It's like, okay, cool. If if my energy is drained, I'm I'm stopping for now. I'm not going on. The important thing here is to not have any strict plans, not have any strict deadlines, to have that freedom to follow your own energy. And it's a combination of knowing my human design, knowing that I'm not here to mentally following a plan of like, I decided to do this, so now let's execute it, but rather following my energy of like, ooh, where is it going? Ooh, I thought I was going there, but now it stops. Maybe there is another door I'm supposed to go through. So 
I would say there's a big curiosity there, rather than that goal-orientedness of like, I need to reach that goal. And <laughs> my magic joker is my incredibly wise projector boyfriend. When I'm really stuck, I mean, he can ask me the most amazing questions and he can help me see where my energy is dropping. It's so, so, so helpful. Creating courses, it's, it's been an incredibly bumpy road, the actual process of creating it. Because me starting to create courses meant me dedicating myself to vacuum clean and clean out any and all preconceived ideas, rules and shoots I had about making a course. And there were quite many of like, I had this whole vision of how a course should look like. And through the process of creating and observing myself, I got to see that so many of those things didn't give me energy, didn't really made my uh, juices go like, mm, yeah. For example, making videos and filming myself for the main course content, I was like, I tried it in so many different ways until I realized this is not for me. I rather write it out and with beautiful visuals and gifts and and it's really about listening, listening to yourself, listening to your energy and being open to like a completely different end result and that can bring about some magic. Creativity is not something that I can do, that I can push or even stimulate. It's rather it's something that when I anchor within myself, when I'm aligning with who I am, that creativity that is within me will come out inevitably. I don't have to work for that and that is a really freeing, relaxing and liberating realization. And to add something specific for manifesting, manifesting generators, I would say the challenge is even bigger not to act on your mind because we have so, so, so much power. And power is beautiful, but also dangerous. I compare it with fire. Fire is so valuable. It gives warmth, it's inspiring, it's beautiful. Uh, you can cook things on it. I mean, basically it kept humans alive, right? A long, long, long time ago. It's so valuable but it's also very dangerous, very dangerous. It can destruct things. 
And this is what I see over and over again, that things with the biggest value almost always, the more power, the more danger. I mean, a knife, so valuable, so handy, but ooh, you, you got to look out how you use that thing. Now, you could use uh, like a knife that is not as sharp, but it's going to give you a lot more annoyance in the process. It's not going to cut as fast. That, that's how I see manifesting generators. We're this incredibly hot and sharp tool, but with all that power comes a lot of, it needs a lot of awareness not to kind of cut ourselves or burn ourselves in the process. It asks for a lot of precision and because we're still generators, a lot of holding back of all of that big energy and not acting on it, not saying anything that just comes to our mind, but holding back and really waiting till we're ignited. And whew, that is a challenge. I used to think like, hey, I'm a manifesting generator, so I can break the rules a bit. I don't have to wait till I start speaking to somebody. I don't have to wait for, you know, small decisions. And more and more I see how this was my mind trying to bring myself in this delusional space of like, I'm not a generator, but in the core I am. And what has made the biggest difference for me lately is to almost forget that I'm a manifesting generator and just stick to the simple generator strategy and not make it any more difficult or complicated because my mind will hack that shit and will try to use it to still gently push myself to act based on my mind rather than just embrace the magnetic yin feminine waiting energy that is at the core of any any generator Let me summarize my answer because, because this is a big one. The core wound is not being heard and seen because we're these verbal fire cannons with so much power behind our words. But this also means that when we fire those cannons, and it's easy based on the mind, at the wrong time, without response, without invitation, they fire back in our faces and it hurts. It is painful. It is clear that we're not really being received. And there's such a difference. When I speak and the other receives me, it's like, ah, my energy flows and it's recharging. But when I speak and it fires back or it lands dead, it's, and it happens over and over again, it's, it's really, really painful. And I start to think even harder of like, oh, maybe I should speak differently. Maybe I should say this. So 
in a way, it pushes me even further in my head about like strategizing my speaking. I also have a really practical pointer that I learned from Marianne Winnegar, and that is to, it's so helpful and it's so practical. I'm to ask the other person, would you like to hear about X? Could be anything. Can I ask you anything about dot, 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 X? Rather than just bomb, bombard them with some speaking, to honor them, to respect their energy, to check if this is the right moment for them, if this is something they're interested in, they're open for. And by doing that, wow, you, you're just increasing the likelihood of you being heard and seen tenfold. Because when they say yes, now they open their door and you can enter uh, like a king or a queen and be received well, rather than having to knock really hard like, hey, I want to come in and I want to tell you this. Another practical tip, if you're full of things you want to share and say and um, a journal can come in really handy because your journal will always listen to you. And it's been of great, great help to me personally. The gifts of inconsistency are alignment. And alignment means an aura that is in harmony and that is able to do its magical work of bringing you the life and the opportunities and the clients, the things that are made for you rather than hampering that process. And that is a huge gift, the gift of alignment. our sacred power and our aura. When we talk about marketing, I would say our aura is like the foundation of our marketing. And it's so easy to forget that every second of the day, our aura is communicating with others. And we're so focused on what comes out of our mouths. And that's not the most interesting thing to me or what comes out of our pens or our online pens or our photos or filming or whatever we create online. That's not really, really what matters to me. It's the aura and how we've been nourishing it or not that empowers, gives the power to whatever words videos, whatever we bring into the world, whatever communication we bring into the world. It can only be empowering what we communicate if it's backed up by an aligned, nourished aura. And to me that is, it's still mind-boggling. It means that me saying no to that coffee enhances my marketing, if that was the cor correct thing to do. It means that me saying yes to something from a place of response to something that absolutely makes no sense 
For example, me saying yes in the last few months to learning everything about color theory and the, the seasonal colors um, in fashion and style or me going in a total deep dive on like the history of positive thinking and manifestation and how that is seducing so many people today. Like where did it come from? What were its roots? I mean, I've been diving into that for two weeks. Did it make any sense to my mind? No. Did it bring clients in a direct way? No, absolutely not. However, what it did do, saying no to that coffee, saying yes to those deep dives I made, because they were correct responses, they nourished my aura, they strengthened my aura. Wherever I go, in whatever room I walk into, whether that's an online room or an offline room, People will feel that, whether I open my mouth or not. And the more I am radically stepping into my strategy, my authority, it will make my aura shine, sparkle, and it will attract like the perfect people and clients for me. At the timing that my mind wants them to come? No, absolutely not. It might be silence for two months and then all of a sudden uh, four beautiful people might come in. It always goes differently than I had thought, but its power is undeniable and I keep coming back to it and it keeps me away from all these tricks we can do and things we Think we should do when it comes to marketing or I should make my feed more beautiful I should do a photo shoot I should finally upgrade my website no 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 the only thing I'm here to do is waiting for a response and after that I can do any and all of those things it's not about the website. It's not about my Instagram feed. It's not about whether I have perfect photos or not. It's about the energy and the frequency I'm radiating. And every single action we take, every single response, correct response we have, it nourishes our frequency. I never hardly ever share something in the moment. For an emotional being with emotional authority, there is no truth in the now. There's no truth in this moment, which means that generally for me, sharing something as it is happening feels really, really bad. It's like, I'm still in there and I have no overview, I have no clarity. On top of that, I don't like doing several things at the same time. Flogging, for example, it seems like the most terrible thing for me. Flogging and like recording everything as you are doing it. I really enjoy always having that time to let things simmer. So 
I will share about things a week later, two days later, a month later, and a lot of times, maybe a year later. If things have had the time to really, really simmer, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to share. I see my posts and even my stories in a way. I see them like cheeses and like, like a cheese and a good wine. I give them that time to ripen rather than feeling a pressure of, oh, I have something good and I need to share it now, which I used to feel before human design. And now it's like, no, no, it's only getting better and better over time. So I don't have that sharing FOMO anymore of like, ah, oh, I had a beautiful experience and I need to share about it ASAP. No, it's, it's like, Hmm, let's see if it if it wants to come out at a certain point. There is there's a lot of patience, a lot of patience, and I see it paying off. The person is Marianne Winnegar, and she is, for me, what I maybe dreamed of to have for a big part of my life, and that is a mentor. I never found somebody that could inspire me, guide me without telling me what to do, but just by being themselves without any kind of agenda or manipulation. I'm saying that last part because I ended up in several different cult-like groups where I did find a person who brought a lot of guidance. But then later I found out that this kind of guidance took me away from myself. There were maybe some parts that connected me with myself, but many other parts that actually took me away from myself and into the orbit of that kind of guru or the leader of that group, which at a certain point I was like, I, that's not the life I want to live. I don't want to be some kind of, you know, subplanet in the orbit of some kind of guru. It took 37, 38 years for me to, to bump into that person that deeply touches me, deeply inspires me, gives me guidance by being a role model. And Marianne Winnegar is a 6'2 profile, so that fits perfectly. And uh, I'm just touched talking about it. It's. I, I had a whole different mental picture of having a mentor. I've been emailing a lot with her, but also just reading her book about her experience, not the theory, which you can read anywhere on Google, but the experience of living as a generator. 
the lived embodied challenging experience that book when i read it a few years ago that is what really inspired me to start living my strategy and authority to really take a gamble and try it out and recently a few months ago by listening through audios that was taken on a deeper level it made me realize i could take like 10 more steps of like anchoring deeper into my response and the things i've been talking about earlier in this podcast of being more more committed to that i'm a 52 i'm not a 51 so in the basis i'm not somebody who learns through studying i love studying i have that in other places in my chart but the main way i learn with my 2 is in a very natural and organic way just and also as an, an individual by the way with somebody i'm somebody who has a lot of individual circuitry so don't tell me what to do i just want somebody who is such a radiant living example that just them living their life touches a lot of courts within me and gives me insights especially having the luxury of her book and so many audio files of her sharing it's like oh that's how responding works i like oh i didn't know like i i had all these mental concepts still about what responding is because most books and resources share about the mechanics of responding not so much about the experience so for everybody who feels like hmm that responding thing i'm not really getting a full grasp on it for example the sounds i thought for years that was kind of nonsense those kind of like mhm uh uh i i thought like ah whatever somebody just wrote that down but basically i'm finding out that those sounds are really living in me but it took a lot of holding back and waiting and going cold turkey on my initiating conversation and doing to create space for those sounds to come forward and they're scary it's scary to not know exactly what sounds going to come out of me it's i'm not even sure like when i look on instagram i have the feeling most people are really not not that deep into their experiment they they're mostly learning about all the terms and maybe to a kind of basic level responding but to go all the way it's not something i see very often and i i cannot be more grateful than having a person like Marianne to get an embodied transmission she's not telling me she's showing me through her sharing her experiences and through her frequency i can feel it in our being and that's not something i have often experienced with somebody to me it's gold In the past I used to associate selling with 
a little bit with effort, a little bit with struggle, and now to have this experience of all of this coming from such a deep place of alignment and there being no efforting, no struggling. Simply me saying, hello, I've got something and I love it, maybe you love it too. Not me making difficult sales pages, not me pumping it up, hyping it up, simply presenting it and people feeling the frequency responding to that and it's been beautiful to have that experience of ease and realizing hmm this tastes good and I I want to continue this path. My favorite way of coming home to myself is not judging myself, is not wanting for things to be different than they are, for not wanting me to cook a meal because that's the good thing to do when, in all honesty, I don't feel like it. And yes, I'm carrying conditioning that that's the right thing to do, but I feel like taking out. This is just one simple example, but with so many things, not judging myself that most of the times I don't feel like going to all kinds of events, festivals. I'm living in Amsterdam, so many things are happening around me. But for almost all the things, there's no pool and that it's okay to be a boring hermit for most of the time. As my mind thinks, my internal experience is far from boring, it's very alive, um, but that's, that's how my mind labels it. And there are like tons and tons of other tiny examples where I would have micro or macro judgments about how I feel, about not really feeling like being on Instagram for two months and to really embrace my current reality and not having all these fantasies of how it could be or how it should be. This brings me home to myself. It's keeping life really simple. It's not thinking that my life can be better, improved, more healthy, more sparkling, more this, more that. No. No, 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 I'm here and I'm sitting right now, I'm speaking here and like, wow, um, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying seeing what comes out of my mouth and to just be really here. And that comes with not just embracing the highs and the ups and the blitz, but also I have the weirdest moods. I mean, I can be such a moody potato with my emotional definition, with my individual circuitry. I feel like I'm tripping half of the time. Either it's a, it's, it's a quote-unquote good trip or it's a bad trip, quote-unquote. There are all kinds of trips, but I have so many frequency trips, uh, mood trips, um, feeling trips, and there's a lot of surrender in that. There's a lot of like, oh, hmm, what kind of cocktail are they currently brewing for me? It's just like, 
it doesn't need to be improved. We're human. It's the black and the white, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad. It's all part of it. To just see like, hmm, what, what's the cocktail today? That's my way of coming home to myself. Less judgment, more being, more trusting, listening to my body. Right now it's very simple. It's truly living my strategy and authority that is lighting me up like nothing else because I feel I finally understand it on a cellular level rather than a mental level. And I can just feel how much more there is for me to discover there. The second thing is what I shared about is what I see as for me like the best human design resource I've ever had, Marianne Winnegar and her experiential account, story sharings about human design, to share that with more people is lighting me up like nothing else. The website I'm currently building is humandesignresources.com. It's a domain name I happened to have for maybe two or three years and now it clicked what I could use it for. I had a whole different plan with it a few years ago. The cool thing is it will be offering very accessible products. She has all these audio files where maybe for 10 to 15 minutes, she shares a really cool example where she's living her human design. We will be offering it for a super accessible price, like something like two euros. And you can listen to that. And then you can pick the exact topics you would like to hear about. There are some longer classes she recorded. I will also add some blogs, articles she wrote. There's so much material over the last, I think, 30 years she produced that to me, it's like having a treasure chest and then picking the right treasures out of it and putting it on the website. Those are the main two things right now with the ongoing excitement of living in a relationship with my beautiful projector boyfriend. Just the process of learning so much from our interaction such a deep honoring of each other's process. That is an, an ongoing, beautiful, beautiful, quote unquote, project. It's simple. Those are, those are the biggest things right now and uh, it can change any moment. I really like to support radical people. People who are like, not like, mm, I'm curious about human design or about being aligned in my marketing and expression in my business but people are like yes like i'm so done with the old ways of ways that rub against who i am i want to express myself from a place of authenticity and it's like i'm i'm like as ready as ready can be and this is not from a pushy level. It's just what I found out from experience that with my line five, there's a radicalness. I'm, I'm like a general, I'm, 
I work best with people when there, there's a level of really deep annoyance or deep being done with something and, and a level of readiness to be open for my radicalness. For seeing marketing, for example, in a completely different way, it is not easy. It's not easy to give up the thing that 99% of the marketing people tell you that is the right thing to do. So a certain amount of motivation is, is definitely needed and on a much more simple level. Who I like to support are simply the people who, when they are listening to me or reading something from me, feel a yes through their strategy and authority, who feel a natural pull, who feel like something relaxing to themselves, feel a certain level of recognition or being seen. It's very easy, it's just a resonance. And I trust when people have that resonance that, yeah, probably we, we will have a great exchange together. I don't have a target audience in any way. I just know that the people who really resonate with my energy, those are the right people for me, almost always. I will generally also resonate with them and there will be a spark, there will be inspiration, there will be a richness uh, between us. When it comes to my offerings, those are in flux. I do have my current offerings of marketing guidance based on your human designs and those can be find, found on my website. But next to that, I also feel a new door opening, like I'm entering into a new phase and I'm still finding out what that phase is. And to me, this is exciting. I definitely, every now and then, my mind comes in and it's like, come on, Isla, you need to just create a new offering, like bring it out, push it out, put it on your website, get it done with. It so much wants to get a grip on what's happening, but I, I know now this is not the way for me. I'm waiting for something to come to me I can respond to, someone to knock on my door with a specific question that will enable me to feel my energy rise and then from that place, create a new offering. Instead of proactively trying to mold it and create it out of thin air, of course I'm having ideas, um, but I'm not built as a manifesting generator to be proactive. I'm built to be reactive or responsive. How can you be yummily slow, like, like slow in this really yummy, juicy way in a world that wants you to go super fast? How can you wait when everybody tells you that you need to grab opportunities by the balls? Those kind of things are so, so, so fascinating to me. And yes, I, I do have a strong feeling more of that is going to come into my offerings. But again, 
I'll see what comes to me. And I'm very, very curious and excited about it. I really enjoy sharing my voice and my frequency on Instagram. And I've seen many people scroll down my feed and going through the different posts and you'll find quite some in-depth posts about both marketing and about human design there. And on my website, thecircleoflight.nl, it's the extension of the Netherlands, NL. On my website, you'll find my current offerings. The website where you'll find the offerings or the audios and the book of Mary Ann Winnegar is humandesignresources.com. I would say right now those three places are the most alive. Thank you so much, Isla, for your time, your energy, and for sharing your insights, your wisdom, your stories, and sharing so generously to us. I just have no doubt that this is going to be so supportive to a lot of manifesting generators out there, and I'm really excited for this to be found by all of those who would need it. So I'm so excited for them to find you and your work and to be supported by your work. So thank you for being here. Thank you. I want to thank you for the beautiful questions and beautiful energy you brought into this interview. Thank you, Megan. I really enjoyed this and I loved the specificity of your questions. I could really feel your energy behind the questions and that helps so much for me to bring out my response and to bring out more depth in my answers. And I guess there's also something to just talk MG to MG. It, it lights up something and I really hope it might light up some other MGs too. So thank you for all the attention you brought to this and mm, yeah it's enjoyable for me to see what comes out of my mouth like I never know right and I've talked about some things that I think I didn't share anywhere else so it was a beautiful opportunity. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe or share it with someone who you feel could be supported by this episode too. And if it resonates and it feels right, it will be amazing to have your review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so that this episode and all of these other episodes can reach those who need it too. If you're looking to create a soothing, calming haven for your home, I invite you to dreamsofsource.com where you'll find meditative paintings made with earth and plants and soothing art courses to come home to your inner being and creativity.